Game Man with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Each episode, I'll give you a topic for the list and give you my picks for the top five games of that topic. Today, I'm going to focus on a component, one of which has been kind of in vogue for about the last five years or so in board gaming, and that is the polyomino. Now, to ease your picture what that means, you'll just think of it as the Tetris piece. So this is going to be the top five games that uses Tetris pieces, uh, or of course, the more correct way of saying it would be the top five games with polyominoes. Now, of course, as always, I've got a bunch of also rands or honorable mentions, and some of them are a little heavier, which is actually really good. They, they kind of use the polyomino in that way. So there's games like The Magnificent, which was one that was really big at uh, Essen last year. Amerigo, which is a fell that uses a cube tower. Really, really good. Feast of Odin, another amazingly big uh, kind of deep game. Uh, Founders of Gloomhaven, which is by Isaac Childress. And it's not an RPG or anything. It's more of kind of a city building game that has kind of polyamorous. Actually, pretty, pretty good. A little dry, but that's kind of, you know, the whole idea behind some of these uh, Euro games is that they are dry. But I really do dig Founders of Gloomhaven. And Baron Park, which is a little lighter, not quite uh, as uh, heavy as the others. But that's by Phil Walker Harding. It's kind of about making this kind of uh, bear park, uh, if you will. There are a bunch of really good lighter ones. Uh, one I've talked about uh, a few weeks ago on uh, the Munchkin Minute, which is called Cosmic Colonies by Floodgate Games and Scott Alms. Number nine, which is a very nice light family game, uh, Blocus or Bloku, which is also a kind of a lighter game, uh, which uses kind of a... A, strategy, a strategic game in which you're kind of trying to block people in, and depending on if you're able to block people in, uh, you get a certain amount of points. And there's also a roll and write called Cartographers, which does use uh, kind of polyominoes in that fun way. Uh, also a really good app. So without further ado, let me get into my top five games, which uses polyominoes. Number five, Tiny Towns. This one came out in 2019. This is by AEG, and the designer is Peter McPherson. This plays one to six players, plays about 45 to 60 minutes. Uh, and AEG does a really cool thing, I believe it's on Twitter and Facebook, where they kind of do every day, they kind of have somebody playing Tiny Towns, because there's a few different ways you can play it. So in Tiny Towns, you have your board, which is kind of four by four grid on it, and you're kind of getting different resources. Now, the way it uses polyominoes is depending on how you lay out the resources, and depending on what the shape is, you can then turn the shape into a building. So it's kind of twofold where you're kind of trying to fit all these different shapes with the specific resources or colors uh, on your board. And then you have to turn them, you know, basically cash in all those uh, uh, different cubes for a building, which then will give you either scoring or another ability. Uh, so there's a lot going on there for such a lighter game. It does have a little bit of, uh, you know, weight to it, but still really fun, nice little white uh, light game because the pieces are not exactly all that difficult to get on a board. And of course, there's a bunch of different cards for each one of the different pieces that you'll be able to play on there. Most of them are kind of four space pieces. There are some more advanced ones. Uh, everybody gets their own kind of advanced. I think it's like a monument or something that you get to use. But Tiny Talents, really, really fun game by AEG. Uh, highly recommend checking that one out. It's only about $30. Number four, New York 1901. Now, most of these games that I mentioned with polyominoes are kind of a little lighter. This is no exception. This is an amazing family game that you get to play. This was by Chene uh, LaSalle, um, put out by Blue Orange Games, who, again, uh, tends to go to the lighter side kind of family game or kids game. In New York 1901, you're trying to build skyscrapers in an old-timey New York. So this is kind of the age of New York when all the skyscrapers are coming up. Now, in kind of your way... Uh, 
a lot of people will remember this as kind of the ticket to ride way where you're kind of drafting these cards or building something. So as you draft a card, you're staking claim to different real estate in New York on the different uh, you know roads of New York. Now, as you get a certain amount of claims staked, you can build some of your skyscrapers. And then of course you kind of move up from the bronze to the silver to the gold, different buildings. So you can kind of build over your own buildings there, but you are staking claims to certain real estate. And then it will be different ways that you're going to score some extra points uh, throughout the game as well. Very, very light, very fun. I played this one with my family quite a bit. Uh, really is a, a solid game. Kind of has that, I don't know if it's 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 kind of in that ticket to ride vein because it's a very gateway game or it could be kind of that next step of gateway game for you. Uh, that is New York 1901. Number three, Copenhagen. Again, we're going to talk about, this is, I think all the rest of these, yeah, pretty much every one of these games on this list are going to be very family weight games. And that's just kind of how that, that kind of works. It's uh, that, that kind of using polyomino or Tetris pieces just kind of lends itself really well to lighter type games. Now, uh, in this one, in Copenhagen, this is by Asger Harding Grenrid and Daniel Skold Peterson. This is also put out by Queen Games. Uh, it also is a roll and write for Copenhagen, which is also really good and kind of uses kind of that polyomino feel. But regular Copenhagen, Copenhagen. Again, you're going to be drafting some cards and then you're going to be turning those cards in for colored pieces of certain, uh, you know, uh, basically two, three, four or five different spaces, uh, uh, you know, of the different shapes. And it come each one of the colors comes different shapes. So you'd be drafting these colored cards and depending on what colors you turn in and how many of them turn in, you get that piece. Now you have a building, which is kind of a, again, kind of like a skyscraper where it's kind of five across and I believe it's like 10 high. Now, as you're filling things in, you have to be your last piece, your, the next piece has to be touching at least something that you played before so you can't just kind of have floating pieces so it almost feels a little bit like that tetrisy thing kind of you don't necessarily have to worry about gravity or anything but they just have to be touching other pieces and then also you'll have ways that you can kind of fill in those empty spaces if you happen to have them you'll score points as you fill up rows and columns and you can also uh, each one of these pieces will actually have windows on them uh, and as you fill up different uh, rows or columns if they're all windows you get extra points for them and as you cover up other spaces on there, you will also get uh, some different, uh, you can kind of get abilities or kind of cheaty cards that let you do special things to help you fill in the other spaces or to get more, uh, draft more cards. Very light, very fun. There is actually a uh, pretty cool pimped out uh, type uh, box of Copenhagen, which has kind of these acrylic pieces, which are a little heavier. It's really cool. Otherwise, they're usual, uh, you know, kind of your punch board, which is just fine. But the really cool uh, acrylic uh, pieces are really, really nice. This is, uh, again, Copenhagen came out last year by Queen Games, two to four players. This one is pretty quick. This is kind of a uh, a super filler, so it's less than an hour or a one-hour wonder, that we like to say, but it's perfect for families. Uh, that is number three, Copenhagen. Number two is going to be a game that is just a two-player game. This one plays in about 30 minutes. This is called Patchwork. This one came out in 2014 by Uwe Rosenberg. Now, Uwe Rosenberg, if you do a little search for him, uh, U-W-E-R-O-S-E-N-B-E-R-G, do a search for Uwe Rosenberg. He's put out, uh, I think he just kind of got polyominoes on the brain because he put out a absolute ton of games of polyominoes in the last five years or so. So it's kind of like one of his big things to be doing. Uh, but he's put almost every one of them had this little unique feel or kind of, I wouldn't say unique feel, but they all kind of borrow from each other and kind of grow on the last one. Anyway, but Patchwork is great about is it's a great two-player, very family game, very kind of quick. You can kind of even play this as you're waiting for dinner or you're cooking dinner. If you're out, you know, or just 
just knocking around just a quick playing game, 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, and what you're doing is you're trying to make a quilt. Now you're going to be kind of moving, uh, you're going to be kind of moving around in circles with these pieces. And depending on who goes the furthest, cause there are time on each one of the pieces that you're going to be putting in. You're also getting buttons, which is kind of the, uh, currency and kind of the victory points in there. So as you're going over certain, uh, spaces on this time track, you will be scoring and getting more buttons, but you're kind of buying the different pieces of these, of the quilt and you're trying to fit them in on your board, trying not to leave any squares on turn. Cause that'll be uh, negatives at the end of the game as well. So uh, each piece that you do draft has a, has a price and also has a time price. So if somebody uh, goes a little bit too far ahead, if you're time, if you're, uh, if you're really good and you're smart, you might not be passing them because the, you keep going until you pass by the other player. So this could be real good strategically to make, you know, try to get more than one piece on your turns to be able to fill in exactly what you want to fill in. Cause again, you're trying to complete your quilt and have no spaces showing. That's kind of obviously a big thing with all these polyomino or Tetris piece games, you're trying to have no spaces uh, uncovered, except for my number one game, which is a little different, which is all about covering, uh, uncovering certain parts. But anyway, number two is patchwork. Now, number one, we're going to go back to blue orange games. They were the ones, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that was New York 1901. This one came out in 2018. This is called Scarabia or S-C-A-R-A-B-Y-A or Scarab. Yeah. Scarabia. This came in 2018. This is by Bruno Cathala and Ludovic Montblanc. And again, by blue orange. This is an amazing game. One of the best family games you can play. Uh, I play this with my kids uh, a lot. This plays in 15, 20 minutes. One to four players uh, ages eight and up uh, and generally it's only about 20 to 25 dollars at most you should be able to find this one easy online and oh lord is this one a absolute great game so what you're doing in scarabia is you're getting you have uh, a square uh, you have four different kind of square pieces that go together in this grid and you have kind of a, a, a little you have this big kind of outline which you put the four pieces in now everybody will have the exact same board so as you're kind of taking your pieces you're kind of flipping them around and then somebody just kind of puts their board down and everybody else copies the exact same board because that's kind of the whole main of the game is that everybody's doing this with the same piece and then there'll be kind of empty pieces you kind of put them in with your uh you fill them in with these mountain pieces that are just kind of nice little plastic pieces but as what you do then is then everybody uh is going to do the use the same piece at a time there's a deck of cards there's about 12 cards which all correspond to different polyomino pieces so you're going to flip over one card and it's going to tell everybody what piece to use now the whole idea of the game is that you're trying to leave your scarabs uncovered so now each board will have a certain amount of scarabs that will be on the main board itself so you're trying trying to enclose them in less than four spaces. So as you're putting your pieces out, when there are things are covered, you're, you're actually trying to, uh, you know, when you're covering other pieces, you're going to enclose different spots. So depending on how many spaces there are, again, it has to be less than four. If you have two scarabs in a box that is, let's just say two by two box that's enclosed, you're going to put two four point pieces on top of those two scarabs. So then if you have, you know, obviously if you happen to have a one in a box of three, you're going to put a three out there on top of there and so on. Uh, so you're going to get one, two, three, or four, depending on how you enclose them. And you're going to, then you as you place your first piece, your first piece has to go on one of the, uh, you know, kind of the, where the middle kind of comes together, the, the four, the two by two, the four piece in the middle of your grid. Uh, and then every piece has to be at least touching it in some way, not diagonally has to be touching at least one of the other pieces that has been made. So, uh, then you're going to flip over another card and then you're going to put a piece out and then everyone's going to go one by one until all the cards have been flipped and all the pieces have been placed. If you ever cannot place a piece, it's fine. You just kind of 
you just don't place it. You put it out to the side. But if you can place it, you must place it. So this is such a very simple game, all about kind of, you know, and, and this isn't a game where you really kind of worry about anybody else copying what you do, because as you're kind of playing, you're all just kind of concentrating on your own board. So you're really not going to worry about anybody else copying anything you do. But such an amazingly fun game, Scarabia. Uh, we play this generally when you kind of whip this out, you play it two or three times because it goes so fast. And then kind of at the end of the game, once you place all the pieces, you count up all the points of the different scarabs that are out there and you see who wins. Just a just a lovely little fun game there. That is Scarabia. So once again, the top five games which use polyominoes. Number five, Tiny Towns. Number four, New York 1901. Number three, Copenhagen. Number two, Patchwork. And number one, Scarabia. All great games. All pretty family weight games. I did mention some heavier ones that are great, but all five of those games you can probably get from anywhere from $20 to $40 online. Thanks for joining me today, uh, this week on the Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you have any questions or you want to tell me your top games that use polyominoes or Tetris pieces, please feel free to comment on this episode on Majorspoilers.com or go to the site for tons of great podcasts and content by Stephen and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. I'm Dan Dan, the Board Game Man. You can find me at GeekJockBlog on Twitter or on the Geek All-Stars Podcast or as a contributor to TMSPM where I do a board game segment with Scott and Brian. I'll be back soon with more board game Top 5 goodness, but until then, grab a new board game and have some fun with your family and friends. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.